Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Emily Locito with Tap and the Greater Olean. Welcome to our two guests, Nick Berto and Mike White Jr. How are you guys doing? Good. Thanks for having us on today. So these two men both swam for St. Bonaventure at the Spire Institute in Geneva, Ohio, last week at the Atlantic 10 Championships. For Nick, it was his first time doing so, and for Mike, it was his last. So, Nick, why don't you start? Just tell me a little bit about yourself. Nick? Yeah, we can hear you now. Go ahead. All right, I'm just going to pass the question to Mike. All right, well, uh, I am a uh, senior marketing major. I'm from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, I've been swimming for the last four years at Bonas, and I've been swimming for 17 years um, total. You there? That's a long time. Yeah, go, Nick, go ahead. Tell me a little bit about yourself. All right. So, uh, like you said, it was my first A-10s, uh, so I didn't really know what to expect. So I was coming in from Syracuse, New York. Uh, that's where my hometown is. Um, like I said, uh, 19 years old, and uh, when I was back at home training, I usually swam at free, you know, in freestyle, and uh, that translates. You keep cutting out, so I'm going to ask Mike a couple of questions, and we'll see if you can come back. Uh, so you said you've been swimming for 17 years? That is correct, yeah. And how does your senior year swimming compare to your freshman year? Um, I mean, it's a pretty big jump. Um, it's obviously gradual uh, as you go through your sophomore and junior years. But uh, the difference, I would say, is definitely uh, you have a lot more responsibility as a senior to make sure that uh, you keep the team accountable and uh, make sure they're doing everything they need to do to make sure that the team and themselves are successful in and out of the pool. Um, And I figured it would be a challenge to make sure everybody stays on track to uh, be successful in the water, but I didn't realize um, uh, how how important and how – uh, conscious you have to be of making sure that your guys are uh, on top of their schools or their schooling as well. Uh, we had a uh, 3.2 uh, team GPA, which is just, we were like 3.26. So I think we were just over um, the highest GPA we've had uh, since I've been at Bonas. Um, so that was one thing that I was really happy to see and uh, took a lot of pride in being a part of the senior class to make sure that these guys were taken care of and had all the help they needed to be successful in the, in the classroom. That's great. And what 
kind of advice could you give the juniors who are going to be taking your place as leaders on the team? Oh boy, uh, I would I would say uh, their first three years would definitely help them understand the team dynamics and uh, what they're going to be expected to do as seniors. And Coach McNamee um, definitely helps them prepare for their senior roles. But I would honestly say just to for the junior class to just make sure um, that they're always present. Because a lot of times as a senior you're very busy and uh, you can kind of get overwhelmed with the, the course load or if you have an internship or whatever you you may be doing at the time. Um, but just to make sure that when the team needs you uh, in any way that you're there, because that's uh, – especially for the freshmen because they really look up to you and uh, they, they're always looking for, for guidance, especially in their first semester. So what's the biggest change you've seen in the team and yourself? I know you talked about the GPA, and that's like a really big accomplishment, especially for the school as a whole. Um, but what have you seen change most, either in your ethics or uh, how you go about, you know, presenting yourself or talking to people? What has changed since you've come here? Um, the team hasn't changed too much. I mean, obviously, with different faces, you're going to have different uh, characters and uh, you're, like the the people on the team are always going to change, but for the most part, um, the guy the team kind of breeds um, like well like rounded uh, outgoing individuals. So I mean that that's pretty much stay the same. But I think it's I've kind of seen it as like the military. So when you go into the military, especially in the into the academies, a lot of times you you literally get a duffel bag worth of stuff to bring and the rest you you have to leave at home and they pretty much mold you into what the what the US wants out of their their military. Um and I, I've kind of seen that as the how our team kinda of runs. I mean, a lot of people come in and they really don't ex they really don't know uh what they're gonna get out of this program. Um but once you're once you're in it, it's pretty yeah, I guess the word it's pretty eye opening and it really molds you into being like the best like human being you possibly can. Um and I think Coach Mack stresses that point very seriously is he always says he doesn't really care uh, about uh like the championships or the fast swimming or anything in the water. He really just cares about creating strong young men to enter into the real world, and uh, I think coming in as a freshman, I was I was a little little cocky, a little over a little over my head, and thought I knew everything about the world. Especially, I feel like everybody's kind of like that at one point, especially coming out of a high school senior, where you kind of are the top dog in your school. But uh, our program definitely brings you back down to earth, and uh, it, it makes you more humble, I, I would say, just because. Uh, you you start to think more for your teammates. Um, you start to think more for your future, uh, what people are going to like in the workforce, and um, you really you really mature a lot in those last four years. And I really owe a lot of my uh, a lot of my like people skills and my professional skills to the pro the swim program.
Let's hey, see. Emily, I'm you glad there? you could learn. Okay, good. We got Nick back. All right, awesome. Okay. So um, we'll just start with a question for you. Thanks, Mike, for your response. Um, yeah. So how, let's go back to how does swimming here compare to high school? Um, well, I know Mike. Is he gone again? Okay. I think he might be. I don't. I think we're having some problems. But Nick, are you still there? You there? Yeah, Go ahead. we can hear you. All right. I've searched all over my floor trying to find service. You there? So go ahead. Uh, what's, yeah, what's the difference between swimming here and, and high school? Um, well, like I was saying, it's it's a pretty humbling experience, like Mike said. Um, you know, Coach McNamee always said that high school is like, um, you know, you're a big fish in a small pond. And when you get to college, it's like you're a small fish in a big pond. So it's a, it's a pretty – it's a completely different experience. Um, the competition that you're racing is – a lot faster. You're no longer the the top dog that you're used to being. Um, so in terms of racing and competing, everything is different, and you have to learn pretty quick how to adjust, or you won't really survive. But Coach McNamee and the team, they do a they do a really good job taking you in. Uh, in high school, I think it's more of like a social aspect for teams to just compete, whereas in college, everybody's shooting for the same goal and that that goal is championships so it's nice to have everybody shooting for the same thing in college rather than high school where it's just a social event yeah and uh what are, so what are you looking forward to in the next three years here uh, uh coming from the freshman class this year and I'm really excited to see where we can put ourselves by the time that we're seniors. Um, you know, I, I know that we were a little disappointed as at the end result of this year, and I know that we can turn this program around. Uh, we just had a couple guys that just weren't all the way there this year, and, um, you know, just a little bit more maturity. I think we'll get there. So for Nick and Mike, um, we'll go – Mike first. So you're all done with swimming now competitively. What are your plans now? Um, well, yeah, I think I probably – I'm going to be done competitive swimming, uh, competitively swimming, but I'll definitely probably stay in the water a little bit just because I, I do enjoy swimming. Um, and so I'll definitely – definitely stay in the water uh but for, for uh my professional life i'm i'm just looking right now i'm gonna um start applying for internships for the summer but i'll be returning back to bonus for a fifth year to get my mba um and so from then on i'll just be focusing on like building a career um in marketing and ultimately trying to uh uh get myself ready for the workplace And uh, Nick, what are your plans for off season? Are you training by yourself? Or are you returning to a, a club team? Yeah. So uh, plans for this summer are going back to my club team. 
Um, you know, Coach McNamee has a couple of connections across the country in uh, Atlanta, Michigan, uh, Texas, Tennessee. So maybe in the future, uh, if the opportunity presents itself, uh, I'd love to be able to go over there in the summer down to Atlanta or Texas, somewhere warm and uh, be able to train there. Um, it, it's a good question because actually one of our assistant coaches brought up a good point about the off season just the other day. And, um, you know, we were trying to figure out <clears throat> what we could do to get this team to mature a little bit uh, quicker. And one of the uh, uh, hypotheses that we came up with was, you know, we need guys in the water 11 months out of the year and not just six months out of the year uh, while we're here at Bonaventure. We need them in the water, you know, for most of the year. Uh, so in order for that to happen, we need guys uh, to go back home and train with club teams. Uh, so I know I'm definitely going to be doing that to do everything I can to come back next year even stronger. Great. And so I'm going to kind of take it back a little bit um, to tap into some of your memories. You guys have, like, one first great memory when you were younger like, what's the first thing that you remember swimming? Like, what was your first great experience? Uh, Nick, you want to take that one first? I got to think of one. <laughs> I know. I was hoping you would take it. Uh, let's see. <laughs> the first great memory I have. Actually, I, you know what? I do have one. And uh, it, res- it resonated with me very well this season um, because in swimming, one of the one of the big, uh, you know, kind of like career breakers when you're that young is you know when can you break 30 seconds in a 50 yard freestyle and I remember chasing that goal for the longest time when I was like 10 years old and the first place that I broke it was at Binghamton University at a championship meet and I'll never forget the swim uh, because it was also the same meet that my coach asked me to move up to our age group level instead of our developmental level um And so we actually had a meet right after our Florida training trip at Binghamton University. So walking back into that pool area kind of just, it was really awesome. You know, like I just got goosebumps thinking about it right now because like that's kind of where I started getting that competitive fire when I was younger was in that pool when I finally broke through that barrier. And, you know, in college you definitely face some of those barriers, you know, training wise, mentally wise and school wise. And, just to see that it all pays off, it it was all worth it. Mike, how about you? Yeah, I, I would. Uh, I have a similar thing or a similar uh, first story. I was um, from the time I was here four to the time I was nine. I just swam uh, in like my country club league back home in the summers, and then I occasionally did like spring and fall league. Um, but then when I joined, I, and I, at the time I was, I was winning, uh, all those races. So the competition was like very limited, especially as you got older. Um, but once I joined, uh, USA club swimming, I, um, I kind of got a, a, uh, punch to the face when I realized that I couldn't just go to a meet and win every race like I had been doing for so long. Um, and then when I was 10 years old, I'd been in club swimming for about a year, just under a year, actually. And uh, we had uh, my – it was my second my second state meet. And it was over the summer of when I was 10 years old. And um, I really had no expectations 
for what I was doing because my first state meet, I was nine years old and I didn't do very well. Um, but so I, I just remember swimming like my normal events. And uh, I, one of my events was the 50 meter breaststroke. And uh, I really wasn't much of a breaststroker. Uh, at least I didn't think I was. I was more of a butterflyer. And uh, I remember going in, I, I was definitely not even in the top, like, 20. And I ended up getting, um, I ended up placing first in the prelim. And then at finals, I uh, I, I ended up winning. And uh, I think that was, I think that feeling of winning, uh, that first club meet, where I actually had to put in a, a year year's worth of work, really, um really opened my eyes to, like, the, I guess the fruits of your labor, I guess is what people say. And, like, that's kind of where I got my uh, my drive to be to be better than everybody and try and try and just beat the guy next to me. And every time I got the chance to race, um, I, just, I just remember that was the first race of the meet. And it, like, gave me so much more motivation to try and win every other race. And I didn't, I didn't even come close to winning any other races. Um, but just the fact that I had, I had like a little taste of like victory kind of motivated me to keep swimming for a decade after that, um, and try and be the best swimmer I possibly could. And those, you know, those meets I'm sure don't come without a lot of hard practice. So my next question is, what is the hardest practice you have ever had? Yeah, at Bonaventure or high school or wherever. What's the hardest practice you've had, and what were the results? Um, you go first, Nick. All right. Um, well, since training definitely got a lot harder in college, my my hardest practice definitely came this year. Um, you know, that doesn't say that at club swimming it was easy by any means, but, um you know, Mike and I were just talking about this same topic a couple of weeks ago, talking about our hardest practices that we've ever had. And the one that stays with me is uh, one day that we had over Florida. Uh, it's it's almost kind of considered like the hardest practice of the year for everybody. And that is we have uh, 100, 100 meter swims. So for easy math, that's 10,000 meters, which with our warm up and our warm down, uh, we're doing about uh, 11,500 meters uh, for that one practice. And so that's almost, it's like a little over seven miles of swimming. Um, and we all knew coming into it, we were all scared to do it. Uh, we knew it was going to hurt. And our coach just kind of told us, you know, hold on for as long as you can. And uh, at the end of three hours, hopefully you can say that you put everything into it. And that was the mentally I think it was harder than it was physically because, uh, you know, we get tested physically every day in the water, but we never get tested that, that hard uh, mentally to be able to stay mentally focused for three hours while your body is just telling you to stop and quit is it, it's close to impossible. But after you, you know, you hit the, the peak and you get over the hill and you're on the come down afterwards, you know, uh, it's great for your head because, you know, when you get to eight tens and everything, you can definitely say that you put the work in. You have the confidence to race because you know that you put the work in and uh, it's, it's just time to go. Like uh, Coach McNamee said at the end of the year, uh, over the year, 
we put in the work, and then it was just time to cash it all in at the end of the year. So when you work that hard, it's it's easy to cash in. And how yeah. many how many hundred hundreds did you make? Uh, I believe I made ninety four this year. Uh, the guy on the other end of the phone, though, he made a hundred. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, Mike, how about you? Yeah, I would, I would, I would definitely have to agree with. Uh, since I've been in college, the hundred or hundred, uh, I've done it four times now, and uh, it does, it doesn't get much easier each year, especially this year, because I've made it, I've made it three out of my four years, um, and this year, Coach Mack and our assistant uh, coach uh, decided to make the intervals a little bit harder and made the made the overall set a little bit harder to try and see if I could still make it. Um, so I was actually thrilled that I actually made it this year because it was a lot harder than junior year. Um, but I think, yeah, uh, Nick Nick uh, pretty much explained the set really well. Um, and I, I think outside of our program, like in my, my club swimming, I think the hardest practice that I ever had to do um, – was my senior year of high school. We on Saturdays we had three hour practices each week, um, and it was it was terrible because not only was it three hours, but it started at 11:30 in the afternoon in sunny Phoenix, Arizona. Um, and so I remember after that practice, that was I had prom that same night, and uh, I had a terrible sunburn for prom, so that was that was good. Uh, but I, I remember we started off the practice. We had a, uh, we had a set. It was sixteen four hundred IMs, um, and we we had like a warm up before that. Then we went right into that set, and then we went. Uh, we got like a a little snack break at the hour and a half marker, and then we did um, some resistance training with uh, these things called power towers. Um, and it, 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 the yardage alone with the warm-up for the main set and then, like, another set after, it ended up being 12,500 yards. Um, and then we also did the resistance training uh, right after. And like Nick was saying, like, those, those sets are so much more mental than they are physical. Um, and it definitely – some people think that training that many yardage is just pointless because you start to – you start not to swim as fast, and you just get fatigued, so you quit. Um, but I think if you, like, push through and you get through those long sets, it's only going to help you uh, where it actually counts, and that's mentally. Um, and then once you get to the race, you can look across the pool and look at all those the people you're about to race and just just know that you definitely worked harder than them is, is a huge confidence boost uh, to get you ready for that race. All right, so the last question I have for you two, speaking from, you know, your year or four years of experience here at Bonaventure, what advice would you give to the freshmen coming in? Nick, why don't you start? Yeah, so uh, advice for the guys coming in next year. <laughs> there's There's certainly a lot. So, I mean, as freshmen, they have to be ready to come into a program that is, successful um they they need to be ready to work 
And if they're not, then, you know, they will be expendable. Uh, We've seen this on the team before where guys that don't want to work, they don't want to be there, they don't want to be a part of this family, um, it it doesn't work well with us, and they end up leaving. Uh, So they need to be dedicated 100% to the team, to to coach, to themselves and their work ethic, and overall to the family. Um, you know, even if they don't get faster, as long as they're committed and they're, they're working and coach sees that, then their, their first year, they will be successful. Um, and the second thing I'd say, and the most important thing is listen to the seniors. Uh, I know this year, uh, Preston Schilling and Mike White were the two biggest influences on my season this year. Um, you know, Preston Schilling, he had a 4-0 last semester, and academic-wise, he's lights out. But, you know, his freshman year, he he was in academic probation. He was struggling so bad. And he gave me a lot of tips. He gave all the rest of the freshmen a lot of tips, a lot of pointers, what to do academically and what not to do academically. And uh, that helped my GPA a lot. And, you know, coming from Mike White, you know, you know how successful he is in the water. Uh, following his footsteps, seeing what he does. He's a great leader by example in the pool. Um, the freshmen just need to keep their eyes open, keep their ears open, and just take in whatever the seniors are saying to them. Thanks, Mick. I'm going to turn it over to Mike. Um, yeah, my, I can just sum it down into into one, like basically exactly what Nick said, uh, but how I – would kind of explain it is just one simple term is just just try and buy into the program as much as possible um like i mentioned earlier a lot of the freshmen come in thinking uh they know everything like myself um and as soon as you get to college especially in our program um a lot of things are changing you're not the top dog anymore and you really have to you really have to go in there with an open mind um just because this program is it's a it's a lot to take on, especially for for a freshman, and um, so I mean just just buying into the program, listening to what the seniors have to say, um, listening to coach and what he tells you. Uh, don't and uh, I think one thing that our team struggled with a little bit this year, um, and I know Coach Mack has noticed, and I, I know. Uh, a lot of people are going to need to work on it for the future. And what our our program has really been has really been the it's really been the cornerstone of our of our program is you got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, and that kind of teaches that's kind of in the water, um, in like uh, in how we use it. So you got to get used to break like getting uncomfortable so you can break those barriers in the water. Um, but that translates directly over to life. Um, your boss is not going to tell you um, to do something, and if you say, oh, no, I'm tired, I can't do it, I'm just going to go take a nap, odds are you're probably going to get fired. Um, so if your boss or whoever you're uh, working for asks you to do something and it's hard and you really don't know if you can do it, uh, I think this program kind of helps you understand, like, well, it's not going to be hard. Or it's not going to be easy, um, but I can still handle it because I've I've been in a lot harder situations, um, and nothing nothing 
nothing easy is worth doing in my opinion and I think I think that uh outlook kind of was shaped by this program uh just because of how hard we work and um it really it really uh, gives you a lot of confidence going uh further down the road in life. All right. Well, I just wanted to thank you guys for calling in and talking to me. Um, so this was Tapping to Greater Olean uh, with Mick Berto and Mike White Jr. from the St. Bonaventure Men's Swim Team. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Emily. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.